Welcome to Recruiting Daily's Use Case Podcast. Live from Sherm Talent, a show dedicated to the story that happens or should happen when practitioners purchase technology. We're pulling back the curtain and asking the hard questions. It's what we do. It's what we do. Here's your host, William Tincup. Ladies and gentlemen, this is William Tincup, and you are listening to the Use Case Podcast. Today we have Michelle on from CircleWorks, and we'll be talking about the use case or the business case for why prospects and customers choose CircleWorks. So without any further ado, Michelle, would you do us a favor and introduce yourself and CircleWorks? Sure. My name is Michelle Jackson. I head up product at Circa, and uh, we're a company that started off in local job boards, transitioned to OFCCP compliance, and about three or four years ago, transitioned into diversity sourcing. Oh, that's fantastic. So uh, tell us about the world of diversity sourcing today. Sure. So um, we do market to a lot of federal contractors with that OFCCP starting point. Right. And for many, many years, they, for the most part, wanted to check the box solution. And that has transitioned, of course, um, to really wanting true efficacy in their applications. Right. So we use a variety of sources um, from those state job board postings to our own internal network of 600 different job boards, the largest of which are most well-known probably being diversityjobs.com. We also market those positions and really cater to um, understanding and attracting underrepresented candidates. So that's just, first of all, that's great. Do you, with the uh, the federal uh, folks that you work with, do you do cleared jobs as well? Like uh, government contracting jobs? Uh, so they do have some government contracted jobs, but they, you know, any job that that contractor has, right? Um, we will market for them. That's fantastic. And so do they come to you and say, this is like the bandwidth of how many candidates we want or a volume or a budget? Like, how do they work with you? So they typically talk uh, to us about how many job postings they have mm-hmm. concurrently, and we provide them a recommendation um, that will allow us to effectively market their positions, right. as well as just handling the internal postings. We also offer a variety of sourcing options that aren't publicly available, such you know as the 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 normal any dot com that you would go to right. uh, we work with a partner that affords us the opportunity to reach 150 plus million uh, job seekers many of whom who are uh, past military or transitioning out of military uh, and their families so that helps us in a few ways one uh, certainly a lot of those folks have clearances that contractors are looking for. Right. Um, additionally, it opens up the spectrum of maybe skill sets that were not related to traditional degrees right. that uh, can be placed at, at, uh, with given employers. So um, in addition, we offer community partnerships, um, thousands of contacts in folks' community to reach uh, you know, different demographic groups or second chance uh, organizations, et cetera. So when folks, uh, as they listen to the show, when they, th- when they think of you in the solution in the CircleWorks, 
Where do they, do they think of you as just traditional sourcing and, and you're more specialized than other types of sourcing plays? Yeah, we used to be called Local Job Network. Yeah, yeah. So there were sites like MilwaukeeJobs.com, our hometown site, right. site or Jobs in D.C. So I think a lot of folks still think of us in that vein. However, the acquisition of DiversityJobs.com um, really spread that reach. So we, we changed our name to Circa three or four years ago when we broadened our scope um, into that diversity sourcing, and certainly Diversity Jobs has helped that. And do people just call you Circa, or do they call you Circa Works? Yeah, Circa. Our website is CircaWorks.com, but our, our uh, name is Circa. Circa. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And the folks that you traditionally are working with right now, are they more on the sourcing side? Are they recruiters or hiring managers? Yeah, or? interesting enough, they they primarily are uh, recruiters. That's where we've, we've been historically. But we are really recognizing that to be an inclusive workforce doesn't end at just recruiting underrepresented talent. So we have been um, both creating a number of solutions that – speak to really helping create that environment, such as a content solution that we're releasing next month, um, as well as partnering with a number of really well-trusted vendors in the market to offer sort of a DEI in, in a box kind of program for smaller employers. And then also, um, you know, things like AAP and um, diversity training uh, to really round out that entire employee life cycle right. uh, and, and really hopefully make a meaningful change. Yeah, attracting them is one thing, but you've... Right, how do you keep them? Right. Yep. Do you all uh, find yourself working with a lot of staffing or RPOs? A lot of staffing and RPOs are our customers. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. we direct employers as well as, as staffing. Right. Mm -hmm. What's the mix-ish? Uh, I would say probably 80% are direct employers um, okay. due to those federal con that federal contractor base. We offer services to about 4,000 federal contractors. So when, do, when you make recommendations, so they tell you how many postings, or 500 postings. Yeah. That gives you an idea of budget, and I would assume that gives you also an idea, or does so it give we, you an idea? We have a good sense for what will get them the traffic they need. Right. Um, so we can price based on concurrent job openings. Oh, okay. So yeah. the the front end of the funnel. So you basically work the math backwards by saying, mm -hmm. "Give us the postings. We plug that into our calculator. Yeah. What do you What do you want in volume? Right. So, right. Mm -hmm. Okay. In terms of placing and and going out because you can go out to different places to find this this talent. Is that programmatic? There is a programmatic component to it. All right. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about that. So it's sort of our back-end secret sauce. Oh, well, then uh, we don't, don't talk about it Don't tell. Much, no, no, no. no. <laughs> done, done deal. Don't tell. Right, right. You're going to get in trouble. I don't want you to get in trouble. But a lot of it does have to do with, you know, diversityjobs.com, just having a great re, um, uh, name appeal and reach to underrepresented employers. So, for example, um, I don't remember my stats exactly, but something like 60% uh, of the workforce is white, for example, but only about 40% of the applicants that come through diversity jobs are white. Right. So we've seen in kind of an uptick, in, at least conversationally, uh, the slate of candidates being a diverse slate of candidates. Yeah. 
What are you seeing conversationally with your customers in terms of like, what do they actually want to pass over to the hiring manager? Yeah. So interest, well, interestingly enough, given uh, the, the environment today, it's even changed in, in the, just over a year that I've been at Circa. Uh, prior to that, I was an insure tech where when I first arrived at Circa, uh, really having that diverse slate of job seekers was important. Um, I'm not saying that it's less important today, but just having a slate of job seekers is more important today. They need a so, pulse. <laughs> right. They, they right, need a pulse. Right. Do they have a pulse? Fantastic. <laughs> right. But the same tactics of going to these non-traditional sources um, that, that meets diversity goals also just meets general hiring goals. Right. So if you've been trying the same thing for decades and getting the same results, you need different results nowadays. So, um, you know, fortunately the the pool that we have built up meets both criteria. Where are we missing right now with diversity candidates? What what group, subgroups are we are we just kind of are we just completely missing on? You know, I I think um, those without traditional careers, so mapping skills. Uh, so I I wouldn't say it's necessarily one gender or race, right, right. But just this pocket of folks who have skills from past experience or um, military service that don't translate or aren't sold well in a resume. I love that. So when you show software, when you show Circa for the first time to somebody that's never maybe seen it, what do you love about showing them, you know, about the solution? Again, yeah. nothing secret, yeah. none of the secret yeah, yeah, sauce. Yeah, yeah. We have a tool called diversity sourcing that um, really allows you to look at candidates in an unbiased way. So no name, no uh, photo, um, translated skill sets from past experience rather than just a resume view so that I can take a look and say, you know what, I want to reach out to everybody who scores over 80% match, for example, in this unbiased way. And I want to have a conversation with them before I know their name or what they look like. I love that. Let's talk about a, a couple of success stories. No brand names or anything like that. Yeah. No customer names, but just... Folks that have done something really, really, they've used Circa and they're like really happy, A, yeah. but they've just really changed what they wanted to, to change. So I'll use uh, uh, ourselves as an example. So, um, you know, we recently hired a director of sales, really tough, really uh, tight market, right? And we ended up using that diversity sourcing tool that I mentioned to find a candidate that not only is working out great, but you know, he then referred his nephew. So now we have a SDR and director of sales, uh, all from that tool. Um, I would say a, another large airline uses uh, that same diversity sourcing tool and, you know, just has been knocking it out of the park with being able to take that list of qualified suspects and, um, you know, really market to them, tell them what is important about their workplace, what their mission is, what the culture is, and build up that trust to get them to become applicants. Well, last question is, is uh, the upside is, uh, what's important to diversity candidates today? Like, what do you see from the candidates yeah. that's important to them? Uh, feeling like they're going to belong when they get there. Um, you know, we had done some interviews um, when we acquired diversity jobs, with job seekers. And, you know, for example, we talked to a woman who 
is a Puerto Rican. She's queer. And she's like, you know, I come here because I feel like the employers that are posting here are going to be part of, of you know, I'm going to feel like I'm part of their tribe. I feel accepted and um, I'm not going to walk in the door and have, you know, people kind of look at me differently. Um, so they just really want to feel like they're valued and belong, just like everybody else. I was about to say, yeah. is, is anything really different? Right. No. Everyone everyone wants that. We all right. want that. That's not a generational thing or, or, or gender or anything. Right. Michelle, this has been wonderful. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. And thanks for everyone listening to the Use Case Podcast. Until next time. You've been listening to Recruiting Daily's Use Case Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite platform and hit us up at recruitingdaily.com.